Prepare for battle, the five training camp battles. I'm watching the most as the Washington Commanders get training camp started this week. That and more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into this Tuesday episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or view today and every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you are getting your podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me via text message by simply going to join subtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. And I am your host, David Harrison. On Twitter, at dharrison82, credential member of the media, covering your Washington Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, and uh, maybe a little bit more once we get into training camp, along with our everydayers. And as always, I appreciate all the everydayers for coming through consistently like you do. On today's episode of Locked On Commanders, we're diving into the mailbag one more time before training camp starts. So we got a lot of pre-training camp questions to get to, in fact, including how you can be a part of the training camp experience. And this episode of Locked on Commanders is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same goes for your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay guaranteed fits. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. We got a bunch of training camp battle questions. So I figure, you know what? Let's talk about our top five training camp battles that I'm going to be watching out in Ashburn. Of course, in some way, shape, or form, I'm going to be watching all of these battles, but these are the top five that I'm looking forward to the most uh, as we get training camp started this week. And the first one, really not so much of a battle, right? If you're never dare, you already know this is kind of my take on this whole situation that Sam Howell is quarterback number one, basically until he proves that he's not quarterback number one. Jacoby Brissett is the veteran backup waiting in the wings just in case the young guy needs uh, some relief. But to give Jacoby Brissett a whole lot of credit, I've seen him constantly, consistently helping out Sam Howell, giving him tips. They're, converse, they're conversing on the sideline, walking off the field together, just constant communication between the two. Sam has said that Jacoby has been great. Uh, so hat tip to Jacoby Brissett because we have seen, we have heard of veteran quarterbacks in the past with a young quarterback that they're expected to quote-unquote mentor uh, some of them flat out saying that's not my job. That's not in my job description. So I do want to tip my cap uh, to Jacoby Brissett for coming in and being a team guy, being a leader, even if he's not the first quarterback on the field. So again, even though I don't think it's as much of a competition as much as it is, Jacoby's the safety net in case Sam Howell falters as a first full season starter uh, here for the Washington Commanders. That is obviously something we're going to be watching simply because Sam Howell's a quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, the potential veteran backup. Uh, quarterback in relief, most important position on the team. So, of course, we're going to be watching that, right? Training camp battle number two, Emmanuel Forbes, a first-round draft pick cornerback versus Benjamin St. Juice. And, of course, when we're talking about this, we're talking about that outside job opposite of Kendall Fuller. If you were here yesterday for the secondary preview, I already told you, I think that Kendall Fuller's spot on the outside as a starter pretty much solidified at this point in time uh, in the preseason. So, really, it's about who is the quote-unquote starter who, if there's only two corners on the field to start the game, which one is it going to be? Is it going to be Benjamin St. Juice? Is it going to be Emmanuel Forbes? And a lot of people have pointed to, you're not spending a first-round pick on a guy who's not going to be on the field 
for the very first snap. But I will remind you that Jahan Dotson, even though he was a first-round pick last year, there were plenty of times where Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel were the two receivers on the on the field. Jahan Dotson was on the sideline. There were plenty of times, too, where Jahan and Terry were on the field and Curtis was maybe on the sideline. And then, of course, there were plenty of times where all three of them uh, were on the field. And certainly, Benjamin St. Juice can make a case for himself to be that third corner or Emmanuel Forbes uh, can make a, make a case. We can see a situation where Kendall and Ben are basically your two outside guys. And then if Emmanuel comes on the field in a three-receiver set, Benjamin moves inside. More on that here in just a minute. But training camp battle number three that I'm looking forward forward to, Antonio Gibson versus Curtis Samuel. And I don't know if this is so much a battle as much as it is watching the science as it unfolds to figure out how Eric Bieniemy is going to use these two weapons. We've talked plenty of times, and it all started with a fan question from a Commanders fan in a mailbag episode about who the Jarek McKinnon could be on this Commanders roster. I mentioned Curtis Samuel. We've done a lot of talking about Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson himself on the team's own website, uh, talking to Fred Smoot and uh, and London Fletcher, talked about this could be the year, this should be the year. He hopes that this is the year he finally gets to show some more of that receiving uh, the receiving chops. I would love to see a formation where Antonio Gibson and Curtis Samuel come in, dual running backs lined up in the backfield, put them in 21 personnel, put them in 20 personnel, put them in 22 personnel for all I care, and then split each of them wide and see if you can't get them on linebackers or slower safeties or what have you. Just manipulate the crap out of the opposing defense with Antonio Gibson versus Kurt and Curtis Samuel. So, again, not so much a versus as much of a how are they going to use these two guys because they're two very versatile players, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how EB puts these guys to work. Training camp battle number four, Quan Martin versus Benjamin St. Juice. Coming in here again, Quan Martin, a slot extraordinaire. We know he can play safety. But the presumption and what we've seen in OTAs, what we saw in the mandatory minicamp is really Quan is coming in here to work the slot. Well, if Benjamin St. Juice isn't getting the primary snaps on the outside because of Emmanuel Forbes, is he going to get the primary snap snaps in the slot because of Quan Martin? Because bottom line, guys, Benjamin St. Juice ain't going anywhere, right? Like that's the expectation. There's, there's no reason, no sign to see that Benjamin St. Juice will go anywhere. He's going to be on the field. So really, if you're defensive coordinator Jack, Jack Del Rio, you've got Kendall Fuller, Benjamin St. Juice, Manuel Forrest, Quan Martin, and all four guys look really, really good. When you look at the end of last season for Kendall Fuller, Benjamin St. Juice run up until he got injured, Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin through rookie camp for Emmanuel. Quan wasn't at rookie camp, but then both of them during OTAs and during the mandatory minicamp. I mean, all four of these guys look really, really good. So Jack Del Rio has got an interesting problem, if you want to call it a problem, on his hand on how to use all four of these guys properly uh, and to get that right. So that's going to be an interesting uh, development to watch as well. Not only who's going to be the outside primary guys, but who are going to be the primary guys in the slot. Training camp battle number five, tight end Cole Turner versus tight end John Bates. I do believe there is a world of reality. If John Bates doesn't show enough progression in the passing game as a receiver, I do believe Cole Turner could potentially, could potentially overtake him as the second tight end on the field. Or again, we could see a situation where if they want a more receiving type tight end, Cole's in the game. If they want more of a blocking prowess, John is in the game. But both of them obviously give you a little bit of blocking in Cole's case, a little bit of receiving in John's case, so a little bit of versatility there behind Logan Thomas. So a lot of interesting things to watch. I mean, other battles to watch, John Ridgway versus Fidarian Mathis. Cordelius Lucas versus Trent Scott to be the, the swing tackle. Uh, I think Lucas has the edge, you know, coming into training camp, obviously. Chris Rodriguez versus Jonathan Williams, as far as usage, usage is concerned. Marcus Kemp versus Deami Brown or the back end of that roster, uh, a guy like Dax Milne. But Dax Milne also getting competition from Kaz Allen and Mitchell Tinsley. And then K.J. Henry, the, the rookie defensive end, 
against Casey Tuhill for snaps and, and, and depth chart uh, dominance there. So a lot, a lot, a lot of storylines to watch in training camp. But I've only got two eyes. Uh, and typically they go the same direction. So it's going to be really difficult to watch all of these every day. But I will do my best for you to watch as much of this as I can. And again, just a reminder, episodes every day after training camp practice. So we'll have practice. We'll get some players on the field. We'll do some podiums. Then I'm going to go into the media annex. And I'm going to record my episode for you guys, publish it as soon as I can get it done uh, and then published. Um, so this is going to be your last 9 a.m. episode for you know consistently for a little while the rest of our episodes starting wednesday will drop in the afternoon hopefully early afternoon uh but in the afternoon practices are at 9 a.m should be over by 11. hopefully i can be you know recording by 12 30 one o'clock ish and hopefully i can get that to you uh by about 2 33 o'clock so if not you know early in your in your work day maybe for your drive home or when you get home uh, you'll have some fresh training camp uh, analysis to dive into we've got more training camp questions my biggest questions coming up for training camp. That's next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we are faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. I'm almost three years into my retirement from the United States Army, and I'd be lying if I, if I said there wasn't hard times in the initial going. Having the right people to lean on, talk to, and help me through those darker days help me get to where I am now, happy and living my best life. It's helpful to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries and empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Continuing on with today's, with today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listen today and every day and every dayers. Appreciate you always for coming through. Everybody watching this episode on YouTube. If you're excited about training camp, hit a like, hit the like button on this episode and help other Commanders fans find this show just like you found it. Of course, if you want to send in questions for future episodes of mailbag episodes as we go through camp, as I say something, as you hear something, whether it's me, John Kime, Nikki Javala, Ben Standig, Sam Fortier, whoever it is, if you want to know more about that topic or that player, if you're not hearing enough about a player and you want to hear about them, by all means, drop those questions in the YouTube comments. Email them to lockedoncommanders at gmail.com or hit me on subtext by texting me. Going to join subtext.com slash lockedoncommanders to sign up for that. Uh, subtexters, just like I was doing during OTAs and minicamp, you're going to get a lot of direct texts from me during practices, uh, giving you kind of the inside scoop. West Coasters, practice starts at 9 o'clock in the morning. So if you don't want those early morning texts, uh, then, then make sure your phones are on. Do not disturb and you can catch up on them when you wake up, all right? Uh, biggest camp questions that I've been asked a lot about. What are my camp questions? What am I really looking to get solved? And a little bit outside of the camp battles, right? So the camp battles are some of the questions as well. But I'm going to start this first camp question with our first battle, which was a quarterback battle, right? Which isn't really a battle, like I said. But really what I want to find out here is Sam Howell okay, average or good, right? So, or I mean, I guess supposedly bad. There, there could be a reality where he's bad, but I don't really see that coming, right? So I, we've already talked about this every day. So we've had a lot of conversations about Sam Howell where we've got a lot of confidence in his mental ability, his mental agility, 
as a leader of this football team and as a quarterback on the field. Eric Bieniemy has talked about that. Ron Rivera has talked about it. Other players have talked about it. And, and of course, my favorite quote so far this offseason is when Eric Bieniemy talked about Sam Howell's ability to autocorrect. And then you take that back to the mini camp where he throws a right corner route uh, into the end zone during a red zone drill, leaves it short, it gets intercepted, comes back to a similar type route in the exact same spot of the end zone, doesn't leave that one short, puts it right on the money, and the, and the commander's offense gets a touchdown. So that's the autocorrect ability that Eric Bieniemy is talking about with Sam Howell. But by the time we get to the end of training camp, I want to be able to sit here on Locked On Commanders and tell you, you have Sam Howell as a starting quarterback. You have an okay starting quarterback. You have an average starting quarterback, or you've got a good starting quarterback. I don't think we're going to get to elite. I think it's possible to get to elite in one training camp, one preseason. You know what I mean? And I, I don't certainly expect to say that you have a bad starting quarterback. I think if Sam Howell proves to be a bad starting quarterback, then you won't have Sam Howell as a starting quarterback. You'll have Jacoby Brissett uh, as a starting quarterback, but I don't foresee that happening. So that's my biggest, that's one of my biggest questions coming in here. And we will be doing our Howell watch after every practice as well. I'll be charting as much of the 11 on 11 sessions as I can during practice to give you the stats and we'll kind of accumulate uh, a track record in practice for Sam Howell, right? So that's my first question. Is Sam Howell as a starting quarterback an okay quarterback, an average quarterback, or a good quarterback? I want to answer that for you. My second question is about the offensive line. And look, in reality, until pads come on, I'm not going to be able to tell you a whole lot. Now, I can watch a little bit of the footwork. I can see how in sync they are and how, how well they're moving as a unit and all these things. I can talk to Coach Juan Castillo, Travell Wharton, do all these things, talk to the guys themselves and ask them how comfortable they're feeling um, in, in the system. Of course, you know, look, they're, they're not going to come out and say, oh, man, we're trash. Like Nick Gates doesn't come out here and say, bro, this is this offensive line is terrible. Right. So talk to the coaches, get as many answers as I can for you. And then again, watch as much as I can. I'm, I'm no O-line expert myself, but I think I know a little bit uh, more than the average person does about O-line play. So I'll keep an eye out uh, for that because I think that's a big question for everybody. And I think that when you talk about how successful Sam, how will or won't be, as a first-year starting quarterback for this team, a lot of that is going to hinge on that offensive line, how well they're playing and how well they do together. So that's question number two. Question number three, are we going to see a continued minimizing of the linebacker position? Jamin Davis, Cody Barton expected to be your two, really, starting linebackers. Uh, and I know if you turn on Madden, the commanders run a 4-3 defense. You've got three starting linebackers. But in reality, the commanders really run two. Sometimes they run only one linebacker on the field. And last year, especially with the injury to Cole Holcomb, we really started seeing a minimization of the linebacker position uh, in favor of heavier lines. Sometimes five, we saw five-man fronts at times from Jack Del Rio's defense, or even when we had the four down linemen, you just added an extra DB, kind of that Buffalo nickel. Maybe you even bring in two Buffalo nickels, and that might be where Percy Butler uh, can get some added burn as well during this season. So I'm interested to see if we see any more minimizing of that linebacker position from Jack Del Rio's defense. Fourth question, return special, special teams, the forgotten phase in football uh, by a lot of people. I think it can be incredibly important if the commanders can get the right guy in there. I don't want to undersell the value that Dax Milne brings simply waving his hand and catching a ball and securing it and not muffing it. That's incredibly valuable. What's more valuable is a guy who can do that, but also get you yards and maybe get you touchdowns. Kaz Allen, Mitchell Tinsley, I think they're going to compete a little bit for that. Uh, special teams coordinator Nate Katzers also said, look, don't forget Jahan Dodson can return kicks. Curtis Samuel uh, hasn't done some stuff, and certainly Antonio Gibson has returned specialist. We saw that last year, and I think a lot of us like that uh, as well. So I would like to see this team, if they can, if it exists, if it's there, find a return specialist that can maybe bring a little bit of juice to the special teams. So those are my four questions for training camp that I'm watching on top of the five battles, on top of the what? I think we had five or six kind of 
honorable mention two for six. We had six honorable mention camp battles uh, as well. So believe me, a lot going on with the commanders training camp this year. But I also have some questions, multiple questions about the rookie signings. Emmanuel Forrest, Quan Martin, both the cornerbacks, first round, second round picks not signed previous to the Josh Harris sale going through have been signed over the weekend. So I got some questions about how that impacts things and then possible future free agent signings uh, either right before or during training camp. So let's reset the salary cap picture, free agent picture. Emmanuel Forrest, Quan Martin, both officially signed now. Forbes deal is four years, $15.4 million with an $8.2 million signing bonus. All of his money is guaranteed on the rookie scale. His year one salary cap hit will be $2.8 million. All the way up to his year four hit will be $4.9 million. Years two and three are below, are between there. Uh, Quan Martin's deal, four years, $7.6 million. He's at a $2.5 million signing bonus. His 2023 salary cap hit uh, is $1.4 million. His max cap hit in 2026 reaches $2.4 million. His two years between there are also between there in money. And that puts Washington this year at $7.8 million available in top 51 cap space. And again, top 51 cap is all that matters now. Early September, once they make their final roster cuts or their initial, their only roster cuts, then they'll have to, everybody on the roster, all 53 active members of the roster will count towards salary cap. But for now, we only count uh, the top 51. Now, Monday, the Washington Commanders also made official what we've known was coming for a while, and they released guard Andrew Norwell. Now, that saves them off the top $5.8 million, but it also carries $2.8 million in dead cap, meaning that the total savings the Commanders just got is $2.28 million, giving Washington $10.6 million for the top 51. But they need to clear $21.8 million in contracts off their 90-man roster before the start of the new league year. But if you take players 52 to 90, you're well over $33 million. So $12 million, $11 million, call it $10 million or so. Uh, the commanders certainly have money to spend if they want to. And right now, they only have 89 players on their active roster ahead of training camp. They can bring in 90. They don't have to bring in 90, but you certainly could and most want to bring in uh, 90, meaning they could potentially add one here. They did work out kicker Michael Badgley on Monday. Badgley last played for the Detroit Lions uh, for 12 games in 2022, played one game in 2022 for the Chicago Bears. And I will tell you that his stats compared to Joey Sly, he's better in total field goal percentage, uh, better in extra point percentage, and better in every field goal range percentage except for 20 to 29 yards. Badgley was six for seven. Sly was eight for eight uh, from 20 to 29. But 30 to 39, 40 to 49, 50 plus, Badgley was better uh, than Joey Sly was. So certainly potentially bringing in some kicker competition. We'll see if they actually make him a part of the roster ahead of training camp. Also had a couple subtexters ask about free agent offensive linemen. Uh, with, within, with Norwell's release, the commanders now have 17 offensive linemen currently on the 90-man roster. Pat Elfline is a free agent that comes to mind, still on the right side of 30, but he's coming off a hip surgery last October. Uh, he's He was recently a tryout player for the New Orleans Saints. He's got six years of NFL experience. He's a guard center versatile type of player. He is a former Carolina Panther, but not a Ron Rivera Carolina Panther. Uh, and then probably the guy that I would say, if they bring in an offensive lineman, I would say bring in 28-year-old Dalton Reisner, former second-round pick of the Denver Broncos in 2019. Started 15 games or more for the Broncos each of the last four seasons. Currently a free agent. Reports were that about seven different teams were interested in him uh, just as recent as June. And uh, probably most known to Commanders fans are having a sideline blowout with Broncos quarterback Brett Rippon in Seattle last season. Other than that, he's got a very clean record. Better pass blocker than run blocker uh, as well. So there are some options. There is some money on the table if the Commanders decide to spend it. But... 
Who will you see at training camp? That I can't tell you with that last roster spot. How can you go to training camp to see these guys? That I can tell you as much as possible. Coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. So you say you want to go to training camp, but you don't know how to do it. Well, I'm here to help you as much as I can. Now, granted, the way you're going to go to camp, the way that I'm going to go to camp, just a little bit different. Uh, so bear with me here. This is all information that, by the way, you can find at commanders.com slash training dash camp slash 2023 slash forward slash for the info. I'm going to drop that link in the show description. So if you didn't catch all that, you don't want to write it down or you're driving for driving, please do not try to write it down. Um, I'm going to paste that link into my show notes here on this episode. So if you need to go there, just go there into the show description. You'll have that link for you. So what practices can fans attend? Fans can attend practices from July 27th to the 29th, August 1st to the 3rd, August 8th and 9th, August 13th and 14th, August 19th and 20th. Now, again, it's on the website. So if you're not writing this down right now, don't worry about it. You'll be able to find it all very easily at that link. Every practice starts at 9 a.m. The gates open an hour prior. So 8 a.m. Um, all obviously Eastern time because we're on the East Coast, except for August 13th. That practice starts at 10 a.m. The gates open at 9 a.m. Now, you're not going to drive to the park, right? Free parking for training camp is available at Dulles Town Center. Uh, the address is 21100 Dulles Town Circle, Sterling, Virginia, 20166. Um, and a shuttle bus will run from there every 10 minutes starting at 7.30 in the morning for the duration of each day of uh, training camp practices. Now, all fans, according to the team website, should plan to park at the Dulles Town Center and take the shuttle uh, to training camp. Now, Americans with Disabilities Act parking will be available on site at the training center Commanders Park, so in Ashburn. Uh, but guests will be asked to present a valid state-issued disabled parking permit and or have a license plate to access the on-site ADA parking. If you're going to do that to get tickets to training camp, you just have to go to SeatGeek and search Washington Commanders Training Camp. You can get up to six tickets per account. So super easy. The tickets are free. There's no taxes, no surcharges, no nothing. Completely free, zero dollars. Uh, I went through the process short of actually checking out and it still said zero dollars uh, as far as I went. Once you claim your tickets, you can access them on the Commanders mobile app or the SeatGeek app. Just make sure your login email is the same for both and it'll automatically populate on each of the apps Children in attendance do need their own tickets. So if you're bringing your kids, make sure they have tickets. They count towards that, that six maximum that you can bring. And you can come as many days as you want. It's not a one-time only. You can come to every single practice if you really want to and you have the availability. There will be concessions, food and drink available. Uh, and I've heard rumors of free water being available also during the training camp practices. You can buy merchandise at the training camp. Last year, they had an NFL equipment uh, trailer set up there uh, right where you walk in, right where you walk out. You can't miss it. Um, so I'm sure they'll probably do the same thing. The clear bag policy is not in effect during training camp, according to the team site. However, every bag you bring in will be searched in the facility and you cannot bring alcohol or illegal drugs, weapons, firearms, glass bottles, video cameras, or animals, except for certified service animals. Autographs are not guaranteed, but the guys are usually pretty good about signing, especially Terry McLaurin uh, and Tress Way. There is a 2000 seat bleacher set up for seating for fans, or if you want to, you can bring blankets, you can bring your lawn chairs and you can sit in the grass as you wish. You can take some photos and videos, just not during the team drills. And Washington team personnel will tell you when you have to stop photographing and filming. You can also bring a cooler as long as it doesn't have alcohol or any outside food in it. So basically water, I guess Gatorade, stuff like that. You can bring it, uh, stuff like that. Maybe you can get away with baby food, right? I mean, I, I doubt they're selling baby food, so you can probably get away with baby food. I don't know. There, There is a number you can call if you have questions. I would probably recommend doing that so that uh, 
you know, if you tell them David Harrison told you to bring baby food, they're not going to, they're not going to care. Uh, there will be porta potties available for fans to use on site as well. Uh, and there's more, I mean, there's a lot of uh, frequently asked questions on the website, but I think that covers kind of the biggest points. Uh, again, go to commanders.com forward slash training dash camp forward slash 2023 forward slash for info and a link is in there uh, to get the tickets. And again, I'm going to drop that link in the show description here. So if you didn't write it down or memorize it, uh, because why would you um, go ahead and go, just go down the show description. The link is in there. You can click on that there. Uh, and of course, look, if you go and you see me, please say hi. You know what I mean? I love meeting Locked On Commanders listeners, uh, Commanders fans in general. And, and I got to meet a few Locked On Commanders listeners at the pep rally on Friday. So that was really cool. Uh, it's always great to meet you guys. So make sure if you see me, you say what's up. So another great mailbag episode. Hopefully I got you guys some good information, kind of a preview of what I'm going to be talking about as we go through these practices. I can't watch all this stuff, but I am going to focus in. Obviously, Sam Howell is going to be a big uh, focal point, but some of these other battles, some of these other questions, we're going to be talking about those as well on these post-training camp episodes. Look, this week, guys, I'm out there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for practice. That means you're getting episodes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So you're actually getting a bonus episode this week and then we're off sunday but i'm still going to record sunday you're still going to get a monday morning drop and then we're back at practice again so plenty of content coming for you guys here on the show if you've got questions or comments again throw them in the youtube comments hit me on twitter email me at lockedoncommanders at gmail.com or text me directly via subtext by going to join subtext subtext join subtext.com slash locked on commanders as always thank you for making me part of your day your routine and if you have anything else you want to discuss, hit me up on Twitter at dharrison82. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.